gamer girl chair. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got a new chair, so hopefully y'all won't have to hear the squeaking in the background every time I move my butt. <laughs> or think about moving. <laughs> She's got one of those gamer girl chairs. Well, the point is it's supposed to last for a while, but also another problem is that I don't want to work in my room anymore after being in college. I want to be where the people are. Okay. So. So today is a little different. I mean, we've reported on like drama and stuff before, but like wait, wait, well, but before before we start, just want to say we never. This is why we never committed to a release schedule. <laughs> the summer, like we want to be outside more than we want to be inside. Yeah, and we, it was easy to record the pods. That's when it was March and cold as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, sorry in advance for the lack of consistency. Mm. Um, I was surprised we lasted releasing one every week as long as we did. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, okay, disclaimer over, continue. So, we've covered some drama before, like, with the Justin Roiland stuff. So, here's a little bit of an update on that, along with some other animation drama you know just media in general is in a weird place right now because we're in the writer's strike and all that stuff but there's been some interesting stuff happening with animation as well uh-huh so we're this depending on who you are you this news may or may not be late if you haven't if you're like ava and don't keep up with the start of stuff <laughs> <laughs> um so the first thing on the docket is Primo's drama. So Disney Channel is releasing this new animated show and the Latino X community has lashed out because it seems to be extremely racist slash um, stereotypical. So Which here's is a... interesting because they had such a re- such amazing representation to lose from the Owl House and yet they just gone completely backwards. The only creator I've seen so far is Latina. The what the and she wow. said something about, but I don't know. They might have exaggerated a little too much. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here's the clip that I that I saw. This is from the YouTube channel Ellis Mark. He has a lot of animation stuff. He talks about. Here we go. Also, his wife is Latina, so. <laughs> <laughs> Even though have he's. Have you not. seen the art rage for Primos? Disney's new cartoon they announced last week. It got so much hate they had to delete the theme song from their social media. The show Whoa. features a girl having her large group of cousins move in with her family, throwing a wrench into her summer plans of discovering herself. Immediately, everyone's minds jump to the lighthouse, with a lot of the archetypes looking pretty identical like the scientist girl or bratty toddler. The criticism went much further, with a large amount of the Latino community pointing out how the main concept is pretty stereotypical, with it seeming like the staff doesn't care about accurate representation, with the theme song frequently using the phrase which translates to, hey, cousins, although it apparently uses the singular word. When referring to multiple cousins, it's actually... Oigan. Not to mention the characters live in a town called Earthquake Heights, which is pretty offensive considering Mexico has many devastating earthquakes. It's like if Disney made a show about Ireland and called it Famine Farm. The staff were not helping any of this, only fanning the flames, with one of them calling somebody a grammar Nazi for pointing out the incorrect phrase. I don't know, what do you think? Personally, I think none of this will matter. This show will be forgotten about in a week. Have you seen... He's Irish, by the way, so that's the accent. Um, yeah. Wow. So what do you think, sister? That's terrible. <laughs> that's really bad. I don't know. Like, Disney had these absolute bangers, and now I feel like 
it started with big city greens and now it's just going <laughs> and that brings us to elemental pixel we haven't finished talking yet relax uh, i just... thought that was a good transition no it wasn't okay. we barely... so yeah the concept is also extremely similar to nickelodeon's la house yeah, we, we haven't watched it but it's apparently pretty popular yeah. Um, popular enough to get a spin-off as well. Yeah. Um, the art style looks like a cross between Gravity Falls and like a, it looks like a shitty Gravity Falls. Like can I see? Looks like the Lad House. It does it looks like a shitty crossover between the the uh Gravity Falls and the Lad House. Yeah. Speaking of Gravity Falls, we need to do our Gravity Falls episode in the summertime sometime. <laughs> this... That episode, that that art style is so ugly, and we know they can do so much better. Like, we know Disney is capable of doing really good 2D animation for their cartoons. They have done really good 2D animation for their cartoons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the concept is ripped straight out of the Loud House. Um, it is apparently stereotypical, and the fact that their town is called Earthquake, whatever Earthquake, whatever, is super insensitive. And yeah, just, that's very fucking. That's, that's like what it. What, what's the name of the city in um, El Tigre? <laughs> Isn't it called? Um... It was something funny though. Yeah, it was. It was like uh miracle it's called miracle, miracle city, city yeah. but it was supposed to be ironic because it's a, i know because there's villains all over the place but like that's funny this <laughs> is just dumb <laughs> it's this, just it's like, really rude actually it's, it's really like, it's rude it is and like like he said, he's he's from Ireland, so he can make that joke. It's like, it's like calling an Irish potato. town an Irish famine farms. Famine farms. Okay, what do you want to talk about elemental? So continuing with Disney and their oopsies as of late, Pixar's Elemental, Disney's worst opening night ever. Mm. And it is a mid <laughs> it is not like for a brand that is synonymous with gut punches and emotional payouts it is just so bland it's like trying to tell like a race story with like this immigrant family which are the fire mm -hmm. people and like water people are like these higher class citizens mm -hmm. and they fall in love and like crap but like they don't feel like they fell in love. They feel like friends. Yeah, that's what I was also watching. I watched a synopsis from, once again, Ellis Mark, and he was saying, like, he was waiting for the moment that they were going to, like, it was going to turn into a rom-com, but it was just more like, just like a boring Zootopia knockoff. Yeah, it was like a Zootopia knockoff, and they made Zootopia. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not like DreamWorks doing a Zootopia knockoff. They made Zootopia. <laughs> And Zootopia, like, oh my god, I want to talk about Zootopia so much one day, because it's holy crap, it does its job so well. Yeah. But, but this does not do it. And also, they were, they were supposedly bragging about the animation, because... It's okay. Yeah, it's not amazing. It's nothing groundbreaking, it's nothing fantastic. Yes, the water effects and the fire effects are cool, but we expect that from you because you're a billion dollar company. Yeah, it wasn't anything mind-blowing. You know what was mind-blowing? 
uh, the water in um, what should I call it? The dinosaur that dinosaur movie that everyone forgot about after it came out. Uh, the good dinosaur. Yeah, the water in that movie. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's good, but it's nothing crazy. It's nothing like the thing is though. Can we stop making all animated, especially 3D animated characters with giant, like, Steven Universe mouths? Because it's really getting annoying now. (laughs) Okay. I'm tired of looking at it. Okay, so, uh, my opinion is, it's, 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 I want to like this movie because it feels like a genuine work and not something, like, corporate churned out. It feels like something that people actually tried to work on, but it just, the story was just mid. It wasn't good. It deserved the outcome it got. But maybe this is a lesson that not everybody, just because it's Disney, that not everyone's going to watch it. Maybe yeah. that's a lesson for the studio. Maybe they'll try better because so far, their Disney's Strange World and Pixar's Elementals were the worst openings ever. Well, also, I never even heard, I only heard, saw a trailer for Onward once. So Elemental, I mean, um, uh, Strange World. You said Strange Onward. World. Sorry, Onward. Onward was I heard was fine. Uh, was actually pretty good, but I didn't watch it because I'm not in their demographic anymore. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Strange World. I only saw one trailer for Strange World. So, but yeah, they tried hyping Elemental, but you know. I think the downward started with Raya and the Last Dragon, and it's just gotten worse from there. Like, in terms of, like, flops releasing. Mm. Yeah. Because I really wanted to like Raya and the Last Dragon, but it's okay. It's also... It feels like a parody of Avatar. (laughs) Okay. If you condensed all of Avatar into a movie. Into a movie, which we've seen before. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I like the concept of, like, the different nations on the whole, the whole world being one giant dragon and, like, the different cultures and the fighting choreography is really good, but it's a mid-story. The animation looks good, but... Yeah, it's really good animation. Did you hear they're making a Moana live-action? What? I know that movie isn't even ten years old yet. Wow, they're really running out of ideas. <laughs> they're really running. And the people who made the movie don't want it to happen. I would imagine. I mean, I mean, Dwayne Rock Johnson can play himself. <laughs> I don't know if he'll do it though. He seems like he doesn't like that. It's happening. He's been in worse movies. I know he's been in worse movies. But um. Yeah, so they're making a uh, Moana live action. Have you heard about um, the DreamWorks movie? The the one with the Kraken that we saw the ad for before we saw Spider-Verse? Yes, it, I heard it did a terrible opening. Yeah, it night. bombed. It absolutely bombed. So just a lot of flops lately. I can't help but think about the writer's strike while thinking about these flops. Yeah, that's true. So... Away from Childland, <laughs> let's get to something that we've been waiting. We talked about on the podcast like a month ago, and now it's finally part of the answer. Part of the question has been answered. What have, will happen to Justin Rowland in one of his shows? So, Solar Opposites, he plays a lot of the background characters, but 
in the main cast, he only plays one of the characters, so that's an yeah. easier fix. So it's harder to replace Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> so the first clip released of the new replacement for him. So Who's I. The um, so I'll I'll show you. So um, I I found this out on the channel Johnny Two's Cellos, and um, he's uh Justin Rollins being placed by a British actor called Dit. Um, Daniel Stevens, and it's actually pretty fun. I think that the reveal, how they did it, is actually pretty funny and clever and on brand. So I'm gonna play the clip for you. Let me just find it. Okay, so shush. This thing must not be calibrated. Let me try again. No, no, this is working for me. All right, we've officially got our first Justin Roiland recast announcement, and wild timing since the last video I did was about the recent hints towards the direction that Rick and Morty will be going with its own recasting of Roiland. But Solar Opposites has revealed not just who our new Corvo voice actor is, but released what I presume to be the very first scene of the upcoming fourth season, directly addressing the recast narratively. And so far, it seems to be going over very well. Let's take a look and break it all down. In this presumed cold open to season four, Terry accidentally impales Corvo in the throat with a dart, leading Yumulak to grab the voice fixing ray. We'll get this fixed in a jiffy. I told you not to throw metal around here. We're going to be late to work. Stop buggering about. So. Yeah, personally, I love this direction for the voiceover. That's a really change. good idea. We've hired positive, British positive. actor Dan Stevens to replace Justin Roiland. Dan is probably best known for his roles on Downton Abbey, FX's Legion, and of course, yeah, I've recognized that, that name. Not awful live yeah. action Beauty and the Beast remake. But damn, did I instantly love his entirely different take on Corvo? That's right, I've been talking this whole time. I'm the one holding the pupa. My name's Corvo. This is my show. Bollocks, I just dropped the pupa. Ugh, this is ridiculous. I hate Earth. It's a horrible home. I also just okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's yeah. a really good way to do a recast. No, no, I think it's very clever. And for the, it works for the sci-fi concept. Yeah, it works for the alien concept, alien translator concept. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some of the background characters, but, like, I, I just, when I think of background characters in Solar Opposites, I just think of the wall. But most of those people are played by, like, real, like, A-list actors anyways. So it's not going to be... Solar Opposites isn't going to get hit as hard as Rick and Morty from this. Yeah, because how do you replace Rick and Morty, the two main characters of the yeah. show, who are have very much... Their voices are a little iconic. Yeah. <laughs> And so Johnny, one of the arguably biggest adult cartoons out there. Yeah. So Johnny read an article for me saying that they're instead of going for uh, Rick and Morty impressionist, they're mm. trying to find someone that can, I don't know, do it in their own way. But it's still obviously they have to make it work somehow. Yeah. But instead of just finding like the. They everyone thinks that that per person on TikTok that does the impressions is gonna get the job, but mm. that's not what the angle that they want to go for. Yeah, also, they're not they trying to do impressions. Yeah, and also they confirmed that for that we were right when we said that they became more episodic because they have such a big uh, show order now, and yeah. that they don't plan on changing that anytime soon. Yeah, and they suck. I. <laughs> I watched a season recap of the last season because I couldn't bother to watch it. I great, dropped off in the middle of the newest season. Great video, by the way. <laughs> but um, 
it just oh my god all the things you were telling me and then all the things i heard again with my own two good two good christian years <laughs> i was i can't this isn't a rick and morty episode. <laughs> you could talk um I first of all making fun of your fans, making fun of the very writing structure that um who's the other hook? Uh Steven Hellenberg. Wait, no. Who's not Justin Roiland, the other Dan guy? Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon teaches a form of writing at universities. And he made fun of that at in the show. How do you do that? Like circular story structure. He teaches this. It's his thing. He invented it. And he makes fun of it on the show. I'm glad that with the new Velma show coming out, everyone's agreeing that fourth wall breaking humor isn't as fun as it used to be like five years ago. Of course. the Velma is just constantly doing all the fourth wall breaking it can and it's also it makes me the show makes me uncomfortable it makes me very uncomfortable i i watched like episode reviews of by this one person Brittany reacts she's really funny and she does a lot of my stuff watches a lot of stuff that i don't want to watch like i get the cliff notes versions mm-hmm. of it and um because i like to stay i don't like fomo <laughs> and um so i watched all the seasons of Velma through them. And oh my god, this show is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Every recap I've ever watched is just like make it stop. And it's it's getting a second season, so we'll I know see. it's getting a second but like it's not Velma. It's, but it's Mindy. A... Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it's Mindy. It's What's not it? Vanda Velma, it's Mindy Kaling dressed up as Velma. True. <laughs> It's like a whole ass um, cathartic piece about how she hates everyone. Who gave Mindy Kaling a show? Yeah, and I feel bad because Constance Wu is in it and she's won like several awards. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's great. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to I be... didn't know Mindy's Kaler, Mindy Kaling's character in The Office was just her. I guess so. <laughs> that's mean. That's really mean. I'm like, she's also that's kind of mean. She's been in a couple <laughs> of movies too. I like I her. Been... I like her. I like her in Ocean's Eight. Yeah, that's a fun movie. But like, why would you take Scooby Doo, such a beloved franchise that has existed for decades? What my theory is, and fuck it, it up. My theory is, it was supposed. She pitched the show to HBO Max. And it was not supposed to be a Scooby-Doo thing. I know. And then they I had think. to make it a Scooby-Doo thing so that people would actually watch it. Or they had to put, put it onto some franchise. Speaking of animated spinoffs of some franchises, I've heard that the Star Trek... <laughs> what? I don't think that was a good transition. <laughs> Speaking... Thank you. Um, you just ruined it, by the way. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, the Star Trek... I've been meaning to watch the Star Trek one. It seems pretty cool, actually. Star Trek animated? Yes, spinoff. It seems fun. Anyways. I don't plan on becoming a Trekkie anytime soon. I'm Me already mean. enough of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of sci-fi franchises, I'm not a huge fan of the new Star Wars anyway, game. <laughs> I like 
I like I have impartial feelings for Scooby Doo. I like one of the series, the one that's like from like the early, from like the mid two thousands, like two thousand eight to twenty fourteen. I like that one. When did you watch Scooby Doo? Like I think sometimes I would catch it like when we were at Mama and Pop's house. Mm-hmm. I couldn't change the channel, but <laughs> I I have. I have no strong feelings towards Scooby Doo, but I do hate Velma. That is a terrible show. Should not attach this good franchise to that. And the shame, it's the shame, the the thing that's a shame about that is that it looks beautiful. Uh, that no, the animation is incredible. It's okay. It's good. The art style isn't my thing. The art style isn't great, but the animation is is good. No, the animation's good. The art style is okay. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. I, I'm not, no, I'm not saying the art style is groundbreaking or anything. I'm just saying that the animation's really good for an adult Scooby Doo knockoff. Yeah, I just like, and then they try to make some pull something and make Velma and Daphne gay and shit mm-hmm. and like. Listen. It's worse than that. They're like all like have feelings for each other. Yeah, at it's a really to the bad. show. It's like a Scooby Doo fan fiction that <laughs> Mindy, Mindy Kaling inserted herself in as Velma. It is. It is exactly that. It yeah. is a Scooby Doo fan fiction. She's rewriting all the characters' backstories. She's changing everything. It's ridiculous. And for people who actually love Scooby Doo, it's terrible. They're probably very offended. Yeah, because they're watching their favorite characters get ruined. Yeah. I couldn't imagine if I cared. <laughs> That's me too. Why am I being so bitchy today? Don't don't take it personally. I, I <laughs> okay. We're going to put our last um, drama piece at the end so you guys keep wa- listening. <laughs> but for now, we're going to do a 180. <laughs> There's a show that <laughs> I don't know anyone else who watches it. It might have been a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, a collective, for... a collective dream that the three of us had. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a mirage, but there's proof on the internet that it wasn't, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in the year 2011... The world. Let me just check that. Make sure that's true. <laughs> <laughs> let me check my dates. <laughs> okay, in the in the year twenty. So go back to the year two thousand ten. <laughs> September six, two thousand ten. The world was gifted with Mad TV. Oh my god. The TV adaptation to a cartoon, a popular cartoon uh, series, comic. comic series that our parents. Red, mostly our dad, which is why he loved watching with this us. The first show that ever made me pee my pants. <laughs> That's how much I love. When we watched, I think the first episode we ever watched was the Halloween special where they made a claymation of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. So let me just show... say the show, before we even talk about how absurd the show is, let's just say it's an amazing feat of animation. Let's just oh, go yeah. there. So many different art styles, stop motion, claymation, all 2D, the time. 3D. Every episode had so many different styles of animation, and even like sock puppets. Yeah, sock puppets, claymation, 3D, CGI. 
It was a great. million types of two D animation. Every single you, every single time you could think of. Yeah. Um, and it only lasted for three seasons, but those three seasons were every episode is memorable. Every episode is it's more rewatchable every single every year I get older. It's so <laughs> it is basically it doesn't have a plot, doesn't need no. a plot. Doesn't it is just uh, pop no, culture. No... It is just a pop culture mixer. And just take three, two or three concepts together, shake it up in a blender, and see what, ha- and then just do it. I'm pretty sure when they wrote this uh, these show, this show, they had like dice, different <laughs> concepts, and they're like, "Let me see. I want uh, Glee and uh, Twilight." <laughs> they did shit, but they did parody shit like that before it was cool, man. Like the parodies. Oh my god, like. I didn't. We were too young for Twilight at the time. I don't know why I keep banging on the desk. We were too young for Twilight at the time. We just watched this show that made fun of Twilight. That's how we knew about Twilight. No, we were in Twilight's age demographic. We were not. Brandon was. Mm. Ava, we were. We were six. I remember Twilight being. In 2011, we were not six. In 10? 2010, we were six. We were born in 04, Ava. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I okay. So Mad was insane. <laughs> so th- also before we knew what Minecraft was, there was one episode that still makes me piss myself. I'm gonna look up a clip <laughs> so you guys don't think I'm insane. Oh, well, you need a taste of how crazy this show. Is. So there was a episode where half of the episode's plot was taking Minecraft and Criminal Minds. <laughs> Stay with us now. Stay with us. <laughs> and the quotes, oh my god. They it you could tell it was funny even if you didn't even play Minecraft. It was still funny. And if you played Minecraft, you were probably bawling laughing. Cause holy crap. Okay, this is remember, we're taking it back to the year 2010 when um Criminal Minds was still around. <laughs> oh my god, I found it. I called you all here for a very serious matter. Rossi, you have a question? Yeah. Are we the cast of Cold Case or NCIS? Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's just get to the Minecraft. Back to my thing. Carino Minecraft. There's <laughs> been a string of murders in the Minecraft community. Okay, we have to canvas the area. Interview every skeleton, zombie, creeper, and griefer. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Is this like a Nintendo? Used to be a good neighborhood. Nice people, lots of animals. Not anymore. I'm packing up my house and moving to another junk. You live right next door to someone who got killed. You must know something. I'll tell you what I do know. I'm moving to Farmville. Boop. Need more track. <laughs> Need more track. And by the way, you're in a completely recreation of a typical Minecraft overworld chunk. Oh, it God. With the 2D animation, with the 3D animation. Oh my god! Really? And if you if you actually they could tell that they actually played Minecraft because they're using the correct terminology. Yeah. Holy shit! Um, and then we have uh, such gems oh, as making that. fun of. We have such gems as making fake commercials to real products. Oh my god! Like yes. the Sham Sponge Wow. Yes. Hold on, I'm pretty sure I can find. That. Yeah. <laughs> and they made fun of other cartoons at the time. They made fun of other uh, Cartoon Network cartoons at the time. By the way, this is on Cartoon Network. If we didn't say that already, um, 
just pop culture and just like, ugh, it's so good. Yes, I got it. This one is with puppets. <laughs> so this is SpongeBob, and if you know, you know Shamwell. If you grew up in this time, you knew the Shamwell. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Vance, and if you got dirt, I got news for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But there's no better way to clean up messes and entertain your kids than with SpongeWow. Hi, everybody. You ready to clean the house, SpongeWow? Am I? Ev Wait, what? I, I was told there was a party. Uh-oh. How'd that happen? Well, you just knocked over those bodies. <laughs> Luckily, SpongeWow can absorb anything. <laughs> you mean, watch it disappear? Hey-oh! Don't hey-oh that! See? Clean in seconds. But would you look at this? Looks like someone accidentally spilled a dozen bottles of non-FDA-approved hot sauce all over this counter. Someone? It was you! <laughs> Not a problem for SpongeWow. Speak for yourself, it's burning! Did you know the average person spends up to $900 a week on napkins? That's a lie! You can use over and over again. Kill me now. And if you want to clean the floors while also amusing those tweens, try our new Muppet. Hey, kids, someone having a birthday? Run! Oh my god. I love this fucking show. Hey yo! Oh my god. You know, the family spends up to $900 a week on napkins. And this, okay. That's a lie! Also, if you know, you know. Remember, if you remember, go back to the early two thousands. Magic shell, that shit you put on ice cream, and it's supposed to absolute shit that tasted bad. That tasted terrible. It was just the fun was just watching it. <laughs> so we really had nothing going on in two thousands. <laughs> we had a lot going on. So this shit, I still quote to this day. Every time a kid says something to me, I'm like. Oh, what a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you put it on ice cream? Of course you don't. Who would ever build a wall between them and their ice cream? That's why we created a brand new product, Magic Gel. The perfect way to deal with bedhead. <laughs> Just put it on and within minutes, your hair hardens into an immovable helmet. Is this chocolate? What? No, this is a brand new product. Plus, Magic Gel helps maintain that perfect head of hair all day. Despite fatherly hair tossels. Hiya, champ. You smell chocolate. Big Brother Noogies. Ah, Noogies. Hey, I smell chocolate. And minor mishaps. Oh my goodness, are you out? Do you smell chocolate? No, nobody smells chocolate. I think Fluffy is under there. Oh, oh what a shame. Fluffy gone too soon. Shell, the perfect thing for preserving your pets. Thanks, but he's not dead. Oh, come on, people, get creative. We've got crates of this stuff. Magic shud, gel. I mean, pet doll. Can't even give this stuff away. <laughs> oh my god. Ah! You know, we're, we're, most of the time we're showing these clips to prove that we're not insane. Yeah, it's <laughs> real. It's no, real, no. unless when I edit this and it's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god, I'd cry. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. And also they did um what was the their their Halloween specials and their they Christmas were great. specials were they were great. Yeah. They also did a lot of Avengers a superhero of, parodies. They did a lot of uh, musicals too. That too, they had yeah, <laughs> surprisingly was, a lot of musical though. Avengers was the newest thing, so they did a lot of Avengers parodies. With the first the first Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers movie came out, so yeah, it's just a wild time, and we love it. If you There's ever need, a... stuff that shit was like so like 
Oh my god! Like, was this made for kids or was it made for their parents? Yeah, because some of the jokes were definitely like flew. Like that's what I said. It's so much more enjoyable now because so like even though I still loved it as a kid, I still thought it was the best shit ever. I yeah. some uh, there's still a lot of jokes that just flew over my head. But they now made fun of iCarly. It. They made fun of oh SpongeBob. God, yeah. They made fun of Disney. They made it's fun not of- acting. It's super acting. Why would everyone believe me? They have like the same like five act voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, when the new uh Planet of the Ape movie came out, they did a whole monkey special. It was great. Yes. Got out all their monkey jokes. They made fun <laughs> of Donald Trump. Yeah, they did before it was popular. <laughs> you broke my hair. <laughs> hey, you broke my hair. <laughs> they made fun of Two- video games and Oh yeah, they did a Smash Brothers when Smash Brothers Brawl came out. Yeah, Smash Brothers pair. Smash Brothers Diary of Wimpy Kid. Imagine, just picture that in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so much. I still sort of eat people. <laughs> I still sort of eat people. Too- Why do they hate you? I kind of sort of eat people. <laughs> Two broke Powerpuff Girls. Oh my god. Yeah, they also combined like a lot of adult shows. So yeah. it was like New Girl, Two Broke Girls, um New Girl, but um It's clever was... than it sounds. Was... <laughs> it was more clever than it sounds. They just thought of that name and they were like, Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're a genius. <laughs> I swear they had a dartboard <laughs> of ideas. Yeah. It was great. They made fun of Mission Impossible, Tron, uh, animes, uh, anything. Ooh, there's a man out of context camp compilation. Oh, this is the intro. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) That might be offensive. Oh yeah, they did celebrities without their makeup. That that's so you can't you can't watch that without the animation. <laughs> like that's send that video to Yeah, I have said it right now. So I can watch it. I hate China. That was one of the new China. um made a Karate Kid spinoff came out. Based off of the reboot, not yeah. the original. <laughs> I hate China. <laughs> Oh, the anime. The voice. Oh my god, even the voices don't sync up to the animation. Oh my god. Oh my god, the detail. It's even better than I remember. (laughs) Oh my god, the Angry Birds therapy. Remember that? Oh my god. (laughs) Ah, these jokes that you only get. If you know, you know, man. Two and a half bed. Or like, remember the joke where it's like, oh, the little skit where it's like, hey, are you a jogger? No, I'm uh, snappy answers. This has been snappy answers to stupid questions. <laughs> they made fun of celebrities. It was great. They did a couple of regular show parodies too. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, Thundercats. They had, remember the short-lived Thundercats? Oh, that was on acid, man. <laughs> oh, that, that was a whole internet episode. We didn't yeah, even get that. it was that all about the internet. Time. It was crazy. Memes it was great. and all that stuff. Before when, it was cool. The show was so ahead of its time. If it was before, made now, it would have kicked ass. Yeah, man. because meta humor wasn't really a thing back then. Yeah. If this like, show was made today, it would have kicked ass. Besides really SNL, that was about it. That's yeah. like the only place that did stuff like Like that. parodies and and meta commentary, it's great. It's like Terminator, but they like it's like a design. <laughs> Yeah, the animation, like, they did so much, so many animation styles. I want to kiss whoever made this compilation, because no one talks about And it's recent. This is a recent compilation. Within the last year. They, also, they definitely also had some people from El Tigre on this show. Yeah, they had a lot. Because they had that, a lot of that kind of animation, too. Yeah, it's just, like... Uh, if the like I said, if the show is made, a lot of the time they would just take celebrities' faces and then paste them on and then animate the mouth and the eyes. Yeah, so well that was from um, well because that was that's what they did in the comic. That yeah, that's how they did in the comics. They did a lot of that. Um, I actually saw a Mad comic recently. Well, not recently. Well, like Dad showed me when we were watching the show one time. It's just like. You'd have to be there, man. That's why. That's why the show didn't get its own episode on our podcast because, like, it's like it would be half of us just explaining all the jokes without any visual aids. Yeah. But oh my god, like, go on an illegal website and just look it up. Go on your local pirating cartoon website and just start binging. Because if if you grew up in that time, you know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> And it, it aged like fine wine. <laughs> Crack wine. Yeah. Wine, wine that is laced with acid. <laughs> Amy, you can't just keep staring at your phone. You have to eventually show us something. Show something uh, to the class. No. It's, there's no context, so it's not. I don't understand. <laughs> so just think we're insane. Um... <laughs> You have anything else you'd like to share to the class before we move on? Um, to what you said. Oh, the ponies. Which which what? My Little Ponies. Which My Little Ponies? Which My Little Ponies? Not the My Little Ponies. The the one where they the war uh, My Little War Horse. <laughs> my Little War Horse. Oh my God! Yes. I have the. I love that shit. Ain't history grand. History grand. <laughs> Pinky guy, we've come to rescue you. Also, when we when I actually watched, I watched the real war horse in in history one time. Yeah, it's I just can't keep think. I just couldn't stop thinking about that episode in my head. <laughs> it's the colorful brigade. They're calling us the greatest generation four. I hear our drill sergeant is the toughest in the whole army. I hear that I really shouldn't be here. From me, I hear it when I say it out loud. Attention, ponies. She doesn't seem so bad. <clears throat> You're all 
about to be sent to France to fight on the battlefield of World War One, which was actually called the Great War, because we didn't know we'd have more than one war. But now that we do, it just makes it less confusing to the movie-going public. You got that? What's a movie? <laughs> <laughs> So like their their shows are basically split up into like just like two or three minute long bits that just kept going. It just didn't stop laughing the whole time. <laughs> it was a great way to make you smile after school. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like if it like it still makes me so happy. <laughs> so I'm sorry if this episode makes no sense but now we're going back to the beginning <laughs> and we're going to tackle our last um, drama thing of the week so if any of y'all watch Hell of a Boss you know that the newest episode says episode 8 from season Joy 1 is into it now that I showed her yes it's amazing um, so everyone so I, I was like what do you mean this is like out of order so it takes place right after um Ozzy's. So this is what Luna was doing during Ozzy's. And she was at a party. So the reason why the show was... This episode... This ep they said that the episode has been made for over a year. But they could not release it because of legal drama. So, uh, Vivi Pop, the main name... Vivzy Pop. Pop. The, the girl, the woman who created uh, Hell of a Boss and Has Been Hotel, she first started, her first ever uh, viral animated anything was um, an anima uh, animation to uh, um, Kesha's Die Young. And it was fun. I watched it back in the day. So she somehow got Kesha to be in an episode and sing a song. That Kesha wrote. Wow. Isn't, yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah, that's crazy. But Kesha was going through her own legal shit, and because she wrote the song, her, um, the, what's it called in music, where it's like, her record label wanted to own the song, and then they couldn't, re they couldn't release the episode. So yeah. usually when um, artists are in animated shows and they sing and they're asked to sing, they usually have a sound alike sing the song. But because yeah. Kesha wrote the song, they couldn't get around that. And 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 while all this was happening, Kesha was suing her publicist for uh, not her publicist, her uh, record label for Me Too related reasons. Mm -hmm. So Kesha finally won. Good for her. And then nine days later, Vivi Pop released the episode. So she neither confirms nor denies that that was the reason why she was able to release the episode. <laughs> but but in, in the animated uh, episode, Kesha didn't get to sing the song, but she did write it, and she does play the character that, um, that she wanted to play, which is awesome. And she does a pretty good job. Um, and I think that's amazing for Vivi Pop, Vivzy Pop, Vivzy Pop. Vivzy Pop. I think it's amazing that Vivzy Pop got to her kind of her animation career has gone full circle and she somehow got the girl the woman that she idolized when she was like probably a teenager. She got her in her show, which is incredible. And it, it just I think it's an amazing milestone for every YouTube animated show out there. Like, especially animated shows on YouTube, like 
that you can do it. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a very successful series. Yeah, and I, I think it's incredible that that she was she that Kesha landed a hand, and it will be amazing for Vizzy Pop going forward. And I really hope that one of her shows gets picked up one day because it's it's fully fleshed out and it has an audience already. Um, and the episode is delightful. I'm not gonna spoil it because Ava hasn't watched it yet. But um, yeah, it, it's a fun episode and. Um, it's it's a great show, and I really think that pe- more people should watch it, and that it should be picked up somewhere so that Vizzy Pop can make an indefinite. She can make more money off of her work because it is yeah. like an incredible feat. Yeah, even though she does have a team now, it's still just an incredible feat that she's been able to pull off this off, and she was able to get a real celebrity to voice. Yeah, which is insane. And that celebrity being someone she idolized when she was a teenager is just amazing. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I love the show. It's a great. It just shows the level of feat that we don't need the corporate politics aspect of regular media yeah if you just want to make a story you can make a story yeah Yeah, that's what i love about youtube even though there's a lot of censorship there but um yeah it's a very it's a public way to release anything you want it's like this podcast it's like because of the internet you can release anything you want be it good or bad but yeah, it, it takes away the power that mainstream media has. Like, because before radio, I mean, before podcasts and the internet, the only way you could listen to two people talk was radio shows. And now anyone with a mic and a computer can do what they want. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I just love that, what it means for private people. Private creators. Yeah. Private, yeah, private creators to make their work. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, and I'm I'm so I feel I'm so glad. Like it just makes me so happy for her that she was able to get Kesha to voice the character. And it's not like she just makes a cameo; she was there. She was the center of the episode. Yeah, I'm like, sure she wrote it that way. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if she if Vivi wrote this episode just so Kesha could be in it, good on her. Like yeah. who can say that? That like. They're like, oh yeah, Vimsy, we want to recreate the story. She's like, no, my idol's going to be on the show. We're going to make it all about her. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I like, I'm totally with you, girlfriend. And all that shit you've been getting about, about it, about like, oh, like this is like classic, uh, hell of a boss. Like every episode should be like this. Shut up. You ha- didn't get Kasha on your show. <laughs> yeah. You get a celebrity on your show. Come talk to Busy Pop, cause yeah. oh my god! So, girlfriend, I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but I love you. I hope you know that I'm on your side. And I think that what you're doing is amazing, and I yeah. think and Kesha, I know you're not listening, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to get out of your contract and able to do this for uh, one of your fans. So, I think that's great. Yeah. So ending on a not insane note. Yes. <laughs> and we got a little carried away. <laughs> oh my god. So this episode's called that's why this episode's called Mad Drama. Okay. okay. So 
If you like this episode and you want to hear more, you should follow us on Apple or Spotify podcast. We are Behind the Frames with AMJ, and have a good day. Goodbye.